What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Hardworking Happy Hour. I'm Sean. And I'm Catherine. And as always, we'll be breaking down all things trades, entrepreneurship, and turning your creativity into a passion career. Sean. Hey. How are you? Oh, I'm just excellent. How are you doing on this <laughs> fine Friday afternoon? <laughs> I am so great. I'm so glad that it's Friday after work and we're about to be heading into a weekend. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to it. Actually, uh, it is Sunday night, 843 currently. And uh, perfect. It's almost like we planned this because the topic for today is procrastination. Yeah. We read a book. (laughs) We read a book and we're going to talk about that book. And uh, obviously... It's something that we could work on a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I'd say probably a little bit more me than you, but um, you know, ah, it's it's a tough thing to get a handle on. It comes yeah. with waves. It comes in ups and downs and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes you can, you know, get a handle on it and sometimes it gets a handle on you and starts to squeeze the life out of you, oh. but you continue on. For sure. For yeah. sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's what we're going to talk about this week. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything you want to like? chit chat about before we get right oh, into just it? a little chit chat yeah. uh do you want to talk about the new dog you got <gasps> i would love to oh, okay uh i got a new dog i'll give you you got like a minute to talk about <laughs> this <laughs> i rescued a little puppy named layla and she's really precious and sweet and she's making me so happy and it's so nice to have Aww. a nice little puppy in the house yeah when's when's the last uh time you had a puppy so I have actually only ever personally adopted adult dogs. I've never oh. adopted a puppy. Okay. So um, I've had many dogs in my lifetime, yeah. never a puppy. Uh, I've fostered many puppies, but okay. usually when you're fostering, you get rid of them at eight weeks. Now we're just starting at the eight weeks. So Oh, uncharted whole, territory. Yeah, it's a whole new thing. Oh, I didn't so, know that. That's exciting. So yeah, so it's pretty exciting. Uh, she's very sweet. She's, um, I almost adopted a different puppy that was way crazier. So I'm really glad that we ended up with this slightly less crazy puppy. So yeah, all in all, 10 out of 10, definitely recommend go get a new dog. Yeah. I don't think I've ever (laughs) met a puppy that like, wasn't pretty great. Yeah. You know, well, sometimes they get a little crazy, especially when they hit those like adolescent kind of months, then it's like, yeah. It's still fun, though. It's still yeah. like, I mean, and I mean, usually I'm not the one owning these dogs. I was like, this puppy's insane. This is hilarious. <laughs> this is awesome. But, uh, you know, I don't have to like deal with it all the time because my dog was five when we got him and, and he's still with us. Yeah. Ten years later. God bless his little soul. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. That's kind of uh, what we've got going on. Yeah. Um, should I talk about my dog news from Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, God. Horrible. <laughs> Ziggy, the 15-year-old German shepherd, uh, he's the, the guy's got like nine lives. So, he truly uh, does, yeah. Apparently, the pantry door wasn't totally shut, and he's got this uh, arthritis medicine, these chews. Mm-hmm. He, you're supposed to eat like two a day. Yeah. <clears throat> he ate about 125 of them <laughs> <laughs> in like a matter of maybe an hour that, uh, that I was gone. And how many and did he leave? He did leave one in the package, <laughs> and I was like, I, I kind of felt bad for him because like, before he had even finished all of them, he was like, oh, God, this is no good. <laughs> I do not feel well. And uh, then it made him very thirsty. So he drank about like two and a half gallons of water. And do you then, have one of those dispensers yep. that just like, yeah, yeah that so just he had going. full access. And I just filled it up right before I left. Nice. And uh, yeah, so he guzzled down about two and a half gallons of water and proceeded to vomit everywhere. Uh, mostly water, but like brown water. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was absolutely horrible. Yeah. It and was terrible. What happened? 
and it leaked through the first <laughs> floor into the basement. That is the most impressive feat I have ever heard of. Like, Oh my God, it was insane. <laughs> so I get home and I'm with Max and Sarah hadn't come home yet. And I see there's some throw up in the living room. It's like about time to put Max down. So I'm like, all right, we're just going to go into the basement. I'll handle the throw up when he goes to bed and we're sitting down there. And then he's like, daddy, my car is wet. And then I go over, I'm like, what the, how? Like I knew that that was latched. I'm like, did he come down here and pee? Like what the hell's going on? And then realized he had thrown up like right above it. And it was just like so liquidy and so much of it that it just seeped through the floor and like a lot got into the basement. So it was horrible. I had to steam clean the carpets at like, I don't know, nine thirty at night. Aww. It was, ah, uh, and they threw up like five more times, but we had locked them in the kitchen by that point. It was, oh, uh, it was, you know, really puts you test your limits on Thanksgiving. <laughs> say, you know what? I am still thankful for this very elderly puppy <laughs> that is just, he's going to live forever. So I think he might. Yeah, he might. he might. Anyway, that's, uh, I guess that's our dog news for the week. Dog news for the week. <laughs> Woof woof. <laughs> anyway. Uh, um, yeah, so that's pretty exciting stuff. <laughs> I guess. Not really. Uh, you know what? Let's let's not, you know, just kind of stammer on about this because we actually have we a actually lot have that a lot we've prepared <laughs> for this week and it's about procrastination. It feels yeah. like we are procrastinating getting started here, which uh, which is no good. Yeah. So why don't you talk about should the book that we... Okay. What? Should we what? Well, I was just going to say it's it, it why why it's timely. Like... So we always record on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. And I say always in, in somewhat of a loose sense. We, that's when we usually try to record. And this Friday, it did happen to be the Friday after Thanksgiving, which we were at work anyway. So it wasn't really that big of a deal. But we were kind of like floundering on what to talk about and which topic. And then we we're like, OK, you know what? We'll just do it on Sunday. Yeah. Um, there was an Eagles game tonight. So go birds. Yeah. Go birds. They won. It was great. It was it a was really great. good game. Yeah, it was great. Um. So that's why it got pushed to so late on Friday, on Saturday, Sunday, whatever today is. Yeah. Uh, so that's why it feels so timely because we occasionally get in the mindset of like, well, if we don't have anything really good to talk about, we need to think about it. But yeah. sometimes that's a little bit of a stalling tactic. We just need to, you know, get better at that. So yeah. that's why this is such a good topic for this week because I think our brains were a little tired. It was like a holiday and I not yeah. to, not to, you know, excuses are for... Are never good, but that's kind Those of what's the tools of the, the incompetent. Correct, yes. And an excuse is just the skin of a reason stuffed with a lie. <laughs> correct, correct. So correct. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah. So this week we chose to do an audiobook called "Eat That Frog" by Brian Tracy. Eat that frog. And it's all about procrastination and how to get better. And it, I mean, the theory of eating that frog is that if you, if first thing in the morning you eat a frog, then you've gotten the hardest thing out of the way for the day, and everything else is going to be better after you do that. Crap Unless you got to eat like a skunk or something, but yeah. Unless you have to continue eating frogs. I'm, I'm not sure where that saying actually came from, but that's the theory behind it. Yeah, I don't think he came up with that saying. I think it was, if I remember correctly from the intro of the book, it was like maybe a saying from somebody else. Like, you know, uh, if you have to eat frogs, <laughs> eat the biggest, ugliest one first. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that's just kind of like the metaphor for it. And mm -hmm. it's all about how to stop procrastinating and kind of more so orienting your tasks into a, a more manageable um, kind of way so yes. that you're not just lost in this like foggy abyss of like, oh my God, I have a million things to do. Uh, so I might as well just do none of them and yeah. 
stay here in this like anxiety state of, oh my God, I have a million things to do. Yeah. Um, that can be really difficult for me. When I have a lot mm-hmm. of things going on, it's just like, feels like this whirlwind in my head and I'm just like, I know I have so many things to do. I get like kind of paralyzed as to, well, what do I do first? You know? Yeah. So it felt really timely for me. I was, I, I we got a lot going on right now with work. I'm buying a new house. Um, just all kinds of craziness. So it felt really timely to read this book and, uh, you know, it was just a nice like refresher. So yeah. I'm excited to talk about some of the takeaways that we got from it mm-hmm. and, uh, kind of rap about it. Yeah. So what, what are some, what are kind of some of the overall general takeaways that you got from it that kind of like hit home? I'm excited to hear what, um, what things kind of resonated with each of us. Yeah. So this book is definitely, um, I feel like one of those, I mean, I guess any self-help book is one that like you need to hear certain things at certain times. And this book kind of hits on a lot of different topics. Um, So in that sense, it kind of felt a little bit vague maybe, but did have certain points that hit home. And the one that really hit home for me was when he was talking about how procrastination is part of your everyday life, no matter whether you want to admit it or not. It's your... You cannot, you simply cannot do all the things that you want to in one day, no matter yeah. how well organized you are, something is going to have to get procrastinated. Yeah. So be strategic about what those things are because nothing makes me feel like more of a failure when I make a to-do list. And then, you know, there's three things on the bottom of that list. I didn't prioritize them. I just, you know, everything's priority number one. I didn't properly <laughs> yeah. prioritize them. And then three things get left off. And I feel like a failure because I procrastinated something. Yeah. But in reality, that's so true. There's so many things that we want to do at work that I want to do in my personal life. There's no way that I can get all those things done. And it really is truly very important to prioritize things. And there are so many things that can be left for tomorrow. Like not every single thing has to be done in an urgent manner. You have to be able to recognize which things are urgent and which things are not and which things can be procrastinated. Yeah. Because it, it is like a futile task to try to, you know, load up your to-do list, knock out every single thing, because as you knock some of those things off, like a lot of times these are going to be communications with other people. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? They're going to email you back. And then yeah. it's like, oh, well, now I got another thing. And it's yeah. just going to continue like that. So um, prioritizing it and being okay with a couple things not getting done, like, and, and being conscious of what those things potentially are and your key tasks got taken care of. Like that is the important part because it's, it's just impossible to like stay up with every single thing because as you knock things off the list, things get added back on and it's almost like the better you are at to-do lists and knocking things off, like more stuff gets put on your plate because people expect you to get right back to them. Um, You know, if you're working for a company or something like that, you're the person that gets everything done. So like people just add more stuff to your plate. Mm -hmm. So you have to look at it that way that it's okay to not completely check off everything out of the, out of the list. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like, no matter what you write down on that list and how important everything feels like there are levels to the different things that you have to do. There's levels to this ish as people (laughs) say. Yeah. So, and there were a lot of exercises in this book that he listed out. And one of them was like, really go through your to-do list and like prioritize things in like a, I forget how we like numbered them, but it was like, you know, really go through and give everything a priority level. And I think I'm going to definitely try and start doing that. 
Yeah. I think uh, I've been saying it for like, I don't know, probably the last month or so that like the biggest thing for me is scheduling out my biggest tasks for the next day, the night before. Mm -hmm. And that was something that just was like cemented again by hearing it in the book that like preparing for tomorrow today is one of the best ways that you can stay on top of things because in the morning you're not like, you know, you don't have that clarity of like, okay, let me identify all the tasks I need to do. So, um, today is Sunday and partially because this is just what I ideally like to do, but also I just read this book. So I felt like hyped up on it. I planned out the whole week on my planner, put just like, you know, for Monday and Tuesday kind of had more specific, like, uh, more tasks and then kind of just laid out some rough ideas for the rest of the week. And then like the night before I can fill out the rest of those days with tasks that might not get completed or things that get added or whatever. But now I feel like going into the week, I have a good plan. Like I know what I want to start with first thing tomorrow morning. And it just, I was feeling a little anxious cause Sunday there's just so much going on. Uh, it took away that like bit of anxiety because now I know tomorrow I'm going to go in. I know my couple important tasks that I need to get done. And I'm going to try to knock those things out first. And uh, yeah, feel, feel, feel pretty jazzed about it. Yeah. But it's all about staying consistent on that. That, that is, you know, that's, that's the, the hard you part. Know. That's the hard part. <laughs> that is that second part to the whole strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but another thing that I just find interesting with, like this book and reading books in general is like all the things that he kind of talked about. There there was a couple things that um, kind of gave me a new perspective on, on some different things, but most of the things it's like, yeah, I know plan out tomorrow today. I know that. Yeah. But sometimes you need to be listening to a book and just have it as like a reminder. And I feel like when I get in the habit of, listening to audiobooks when I'm just doing whatever instead of listening to sports radio or yeah. just listening to music. It just puts me in like a different headspace where I'm more aware of trying to better myself. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like other things can just kind of like lull you to sleep. This, it feels like keeps your mind more sharp. So, um, one of my goals is to get back into listening to audiobooks just on a more consistent basis. Yeah. Since we're working so close to home right now, it's uh, that's usually my my audiobook time, mm-hmm. and it's like I'm only gonna be in the car for like three minutes. Why even get started on one? So, uh, making time for that, yeah, I think is important. Yeah, I I was thinking the exact same thing because as I was listening to this, like we decided to do this on Friday to yeah. listen to this audiobook, and it was kind of like, well, I'm not gonna be in the car. When am I gonna do this? But I was listening to it while I was like cleaning up my duck coop, and I was like, if I weren't listening to this book, I would just be like, just I don't cleaning- know duck poop off the ground yeah, like yeah. <laughs> alone in my thoughts like these are there are plenty of other times where I can listen to audiobooks and that's he talks about it in the book how beneficial it is to listen to this kind of thing just for like self-motivation like it just keeps you in that fresh mindset of of getting better of learning things and it keeps yeah. your mind mind sharp and moving rather than just like lulling into a yeah complacency state that's interesting I don't remember that being in the book but it's like, it's interesting. We both just listened to the same book over the past, like two, two and a half days. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't remember that part, but that was obviously something that like kind of stuck out to you. Yeah. Um. So 
And a book like this, it was like separated in 21 chapters. So there's like kind of 21 different strategies and different mm-hmm. uh, ways to attack procrastination. And like, you're not going to be able to like implement all 21 of those things. Right. Like maybe if like this becomes your new Bible and like this is like your core book and you read it every month, like maybe you eventually do. But I think the important thing is getting those couple things that resonate with you and like taking those from it. A lot of the other stuff can just like kind of fall by the wayside, Mm -hmm. but those couple things that really, you know, just kind of stick with you is what is what you're trying to get out of it. Yeah. At least that's what I'm trying to get out of it. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that you say that because as like I said, I was cleaning out my duck coop when I was listening to this. Um, I was, and I knew we were going to talk about it. So I was also trying to take notes so I could remember things to talk about. Yeah. But when you don't do that and you just listen to audiobooks, it's interesting to see like what sticks out in your brain, like what things your brain chooses to remember. Cause yeah. if I hadn't have been taking notes, would I remember all of these things or would I, you know, that's true. Yeah. Um, I was just laughing because we just kind of went back and forth. Like, six times and started our thing with that's interesting <laughs> so i hope everyone else thinks this is interesting we obviously do we're so interested in this everything about it is so interesting i wonder um, if this is going to make people want to read this book or if they're going to feel like i don't need to read that book. like i already got everything <laughs> yeah. out of it it's, they're it's telling totally me everything fine. i need to hear um all right so um, one thing that uh stuck out to me was i feel like a lot of people have heard about the 80 20 rule um I brought that on my list as well yeah did you yeah and the 90 yeah. 10 rule yeah. Yeah. So um, the 80-20 rule, I feel like that's, I don't know, I've just heard that from so many different places. Mm-hmm. They call it the Pareto principle. Um, and it was like some sort of like Greek or Roman economist that saw a pattern in like almost all aspects of life that like 20% or 80% of your results come from 20% of your efforts. So mm-hmm. trying to amplify those 20% of things because they're the biggest driver of results um, is like a strategy that kind of opened my eyes a lot when I first heard it. Like, oh, wow, there are a lot of things that, you know, we're just kind of doing in business and in life that aren't really paying that big of a return. And they're basically just a time suck. They could be delegated. They could be eliminated. We could, um, you know, systemize a way that we don't even have to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. So, but the other principle, the 90-10 rule, I'd never heard of that. And it was basically um, 10, like 10% of the task at least should be planning. Like the 10% that you spend planning out your task can uh, provide like 90% more efficiency when you're doing it. And that's another thing that I feel like I've always known that the more we plan out a job or we plan out um, doing the podcast or, um, you know, preparing something for a piece of content that we're doing, the more planning that we can do for it, the better everything goes. Like that time spent planning always pays off. And the more time that you can spend planning, the better. I feel like we've never even come close to like reaching that point where it's like, okay, we've planned too much. Like we need to actually do it. Usually it's like we've planned like just enough to like, you know, keep everything going. And it, you know, has this false sense of like creativity and, you know, (laughs) wonderment, but uh, that's all an illusion. And I think that was just a really good reminder for me right now is 
spend as much time planning as possible. Like plan out every little detail because it's going to save, it's going to make you do it faster if you're doing it alone. And if you're doing it with a whole team, like, you know, just a certain detail in a project, you have it planned out. You have, all right, this is what material is going to be used for here. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what the detail looks like. These are the exact dimensions of it. Like all of those things, not only save time for you if you're building it, but the communication to like your whole team, it's there. It's planned out. There's not a million questions. There might be one or two, but it's all planned out. It's documented. And, uh, it just leads to so much more efficiency and it leads to, you know, you planned it out well ahead of time and thought of every detail. So you make sure all the materials are there that you need. Yeah. Like how many times do we have like, you know, just on the really like fine, unique details where like, you know, we get to it and it's like, all right, we're going to have to order a bunch more stuff. Like we got to get this. So that's something that stuck out to me that I want to try my hardest to implement. Yeah. Will you help keep me accountable? I definitely will. I definitely will. Okay. Well, I'm just going to delegate it to you then. Perfect. <laughs> Delegation. Done. Um, I do kind of feel like, like the whole, I forget what the word was that he used, but 20% of the things that you do create the most difference or are the most worthwhile or valuable or whatever. And then 80% are just kind of time sucks. I, I kind of battle with that because I do agree with that. And that's like a very, yeah. especially like in the corporate world, that is, that is a hundred percent the case. Yeah. But I feel like in a, in a creative field, I kind of struggle with that because I feel like so, so much of what we have done or what we do on the daily is like, people would say, that's not bringing value to you, but it's like a long-term goal or it's where yeah. the creativity comes from or we're trying something new and it's going to take a while to get legs. Or So yeah. I I'm, I feel like the, I, I struggle with that because I do feel like creativity kind of comes from that 80% yeah. too. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's something that you can't like force. You can't be like, all right, this is my hour for creative thinking. Yeah. Like you kind of, it's it just has to be like a little bit more loose than that. But I do think that if we were to like really track our time that we spend every day, like what we're doing, I think we would identify not that not that there's 80 percent of the things that are just like useless time sucks, but like a lot of things, I think it would open our eyes to things that we do and spend a lot of time on that could easily or relatively easily be delegated and just be mm -hmm. like taken off of our plate so that we can focus on like those 20% of things that like we are the best at that are irreplaceable, like that you can't delegate like the creative yeah. thinking. And, um, you know, I, I think, I think it would be a worthwhile thing to, to do to really like track our time for a week or two weeks and kind of just see like, wow, there's a huge chunk of time I'm spending either thinking about or doing this task that we could figure out a way to remove from our plates. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Potentially. But thoughts. also this book was huge on delegation. There was, there was a big chunk of it like saying, yeah, identify what is worthwhile and then delegate the rest and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But who delegate to who sometimes to it's kind of like, yeah, I, I, I love that idea. And I think that that's a great exercise to kind of see what you can get off of your plate. Yeah. But on the other hand, I don't know if that's like necessarily applicable to everybody because especially like small business owners, like 
who exactly are you going to delegate this kind of stuff to? Like, you're going to either have to pay somebody, yeah. which maybe you're not in the position to do that, or, like, you're going to have to hire somebody else. You're not, you know. Yeah. So I feel like that was the, a, a big part of the book that, in theory, sounds great. Just delegate it. Just get rid of it. But it's also kind of like, where? Who? To whom? You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. That's a good point. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm going to bring up an example that I think we've kind of struggled with and we do spend a lot of time on is this podcast. Yeah. We should delegate it to to new hosts. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're... Oh, who can we get? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'll have to see what Brad Pitt's up to from, from uh, my role. Maybe George Clooney with the gray hair. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Could be. Okay. Uh, for you, just like, I don't know, some blonde chick, <laughs> a girl, <laughs> yeah, just a girl. Uh, anyway, no, but I really do think that like, we're not only doing this podcast, which, um, preparing for and finding the time to do it every week is like, a, a you know, moderate time investment, but we also a, like a key part of this podcast being successful or not is the video content that we're doing around it. So like sharing short form clips and trying to make an engaging like YouTube video about the whole episode and, and keeping it like, you know, like something somebody would watch. Yeah. You know, you spend a lot of time at least one day a week, like editing all that. And we've kind of talked about trying to delegate it to somebody that, you know, is remote. Somebody, what do they call that? Outsourcing. Yeah. Out, up, upsourcing, downsourcing, laterally In- sourcing, <laughs> cross some sourcing? kind of sourcing, source it somewhere. Yeah. Delegate it. Uh, and that I think would be a good way to just like kind of automate it, like send this stuff off. It's not mm-hmm. like, you know, they're just cutting up the episode and then creating, you know, some clips about it. It's something that somebody could easily do remotely, but it's kind of a big time investment like up front to like find the right person to get somebody acquainted with it. Like have that test run of like, okay, this is not it at all. We got to find somebody new. Um, So I think that's, there's a lot of opportunities to delegate a lot of things, but it's also finding the time to find the right person get in a flow with that person. They understand what you want to get out of it. Mm-hmm. And um, that can be really hard to find that initial time. Yeah. Because like when you're thinking about it, it's almost always like, oh, right, well, this is going to take, you know, a couple of days. It's going to take a lot of energy to do this. I might as well just do this right now. Right. But I think that's just an example of something that we could potentially look at outsourcing and try to try to get over that hump, you yeah. know? Even though you're doing a great job with it, I think it's one of those things that your skill set would be... I think that's part of the 80%, not part of the 20% that makes you uh, the valuable member of this team that you are. Yeah. What do you think? And if it doesn't work out, you can always go back to how it was, so... Exactly. (laughs) I'll probably still remember how to do it, I think. Probably. (laughs) It is kind of fun, too, to, like, um, go back and, like... I'm like barely doing any video editing. Mm-hmm. So like when I get to do like a little bit of it, I'm like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. Or like I feel the same actually way. <laughs> going back and like, I feel like we've watched vlogs from like before Steve started and like, mm-hmm. they're like pretty good. And yeah. I'm like, oh, we, we were doing pretty good. <laughs> I can't believe like, oh my God, that little editing trick that we just did there. 
Like yeah. you forget it so quick. So <laughs> always fun true. going down memory lane, I guess. That is true. Um. Okay. What else we got? Um. Let me check my. Oh, we're still talking about the frogs. <clears throat> I think so. I really. I, I must say, I I've heard about this book a lot. Always hated the reference. Eat that frog. Yeah, I don't. Still I don't, hate the reference. I don't like it at all either. I don't like it at all. Um, but I do recommend the book. Uh, it was a short, easy listen. Yeah, it was, super it was like quick. three hours, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen at one point four speed. What do you do? I think I'm at one point three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> honestly that's a good hack listening to it faster it also yeah. it like when they're a little bit like jazzed up about it because it, it's fast yep. it gets you jazzed up yeah i did have it on in the car uh yesterday we went for like a hayride and sarah was like can we put on music and i was like what you don't like this she's like it sounds like an insane person they're talking so <laughs> fast i can't understand anything and i'm like level up <laughs> no but uh yeah it probably does sound funny to people that like aren't used to listening to stuff sped up. I would imagine but, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it like definitely depends on the book too. Because I remember listening to um, the Ten X Rule. Oh God, that yes, that yeah. one, the Ten X one, and the David Goggins one, both on like yeah. hyped up speed. I was like, okay, this, this is, is too, too much. much. Way too <laughs> much. Way too I much. Cannot. Too much for too long. I can't. Yeah. Uh, but this one was good for it. Yep. Um, all right. Yeah. What else do we got? Uh, how long have we been going here? I feel like we're, we've really been riffing on this pretty good. One half an hour. Oh. One half of one hour. One half. Of, we're doing so. <laughs> we're so efficiently talking about this. All right. Two other uh, points that uh, I have here are, and this is a big one for me. Technology can be a huge distraction uh, or a helpful assistant. Yep. I really wanted to talk about this as well. Oh, I beat to it. So. <laughs> Uh, that is something that really, I, I'm, I struggle with so much because we found a couple apps that have been very helpful. Uh, the Microsoft to do mm-hmm. app, I feel like loved that. Yeah. Uh, it's been super helpful. Um, also just like the Apple notes mm-hmm. app has been helpful. There's a lot of apps that have been helpful, but it just leads me onto my phone and then sometimes it's like, all right, I just checked my list and yeah. now it's 10 minutes later, which just happened. I've been, you know, <laughs> maybe replying to a comment or two or just scrolling and mm-hmm. just get distracted super easily. So I'm always like, yes, these certain apps are very helpful. Is there a way that I can, you know, maybe shut down social media apps during a certain time of the day? I'm sure mm-hmm. there is. Or I always like when I can have like pen and paper with me. I always prefer that, but it's so hard for me to like not lose that thing. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. My phone never lose it. I have been so like just on my phone recently for no reason. I feel like I'm just, it's just such a muscle memory now to look at it. I know it's horrible. And I'm constantly getting emails, which like 1% of them actually matter, but I still feel like I need to have them all the time. And I'm really good at like, if my phone is like away from me, I don't need it. But if it's right there, then I'm like on it. Yeah. So I really, part of me considered like getting a flip phone and just giving the number, like I'm worried about like something bad happening to my parents. That's why I feel like I constantly can't, I feel like I have to have my phone, which it's just, that's like anxiety because they're both completely fine. But like, 
I just feel like the moment that I don't have my phone is when like somebody's in the hospital and they need to get a hold of me. Yeah. So I was like, I will get, I will keep my current phone, leave it at home when I'm at work, just get a flip phone for emergencies. Oh, wow. Which bold move. Cause I mean, I still, but I feel like people demand so much of your attention and I have so many people in my life that are free to just text and plan and do things during the day that I am not. So then I'll see something come through and I'll be like, I'm working. I can't look at this right now. I'll put it away. And then I forget to respond to it, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's just like such a, it's such a battle with these phones because they're so, it it adds so much to your life and it makes things so much easier, but it really does suck so much of your attention. It totally does. Yeah. And it's, (laughs) it's one of those things that like for me, have ADHD, pretty, pretty, pretty solid case of it. (laughs) I'd say, um, in those moments when you're like, I have a million things to do. I just feels like a whirlwind. Mm-hmm. It's like so that's like when I'm most like of reflex to grab my phone, scroll and just like zone out. Forget yeah. about the, forget about the weight of the world on my shoulders <laughs> and just like do whatever on my phone. Yep. And I one thing that I actually did do when I first got um my Apple Watch, yeah. cuz I got the cellular on it was not bring my phone so a lot of places, like if I'm going for a walk with Max and take him to the park, I would leave my phone at home. Mm-hmm. Um, that helped a lot because you don't feel like, I don't know, like when you have a cell phone and you're our age and you've had one for, I don't know, 20 years now or whatever, it's like really terrifying to go outside without, <laughs> yeah. without any form of contact. So even though it's the most ridiculous thing it ever, really is. but like if I'm with Max, I'm like, Oh my God, what if something happens to Max? Like, or what if something happens to me? And like, that's not a good way to live, but it's just, I don't yeah, know, maybe the way of the world. Why did the world shift that way? Cause I'm the same way. If I leave my phone at home, I'm like, because this is the time that I'm going to have a heart attack and no one's going to know who I am or I'll just die in this ditch. Cause I don't have my phone with me and I have no way to call for help. Exactly. I don't know. It's, it's, that's just the nature of what it is. You have constant contact with anybody that you want at any time. And you know that everyone else has their phone at every second. Yeah. Uh, so I felt like wearing the Apple watch, like I was having on anyway, it has the cellular plan so I can get calls or texts and, uh, but it's really clunky to like use or like text back. So I don't feel the need to do anything with it unless it's like an important call or, you know, like somebody's trying to reach me, it's possible. So I feel like that would be a really good thing for me to do more of, even at work, like leave the phone in the van. I got my watch on. Somebody needs to call me. I can do one of these. Do a spy kids. Yeah. Moment. Say, talk to me. Now you know? I did want to touch on the, the Apple watch situation. Cause yeah. I wanted to know your thoughts about whether you find it distracting or not, because I don't know anyone who gets more spam calls than you. And I know that because you, you always look at your watch. You'll be talking to somebody. You look at your watch and I'll, you usually buzz out of it or whatever. Yeah. But that still is like a break in your conversation. And I I also have an Apple Watch, but I never wear it because I found it like too distracting. And then I would only use it for like going on a run or whatever. But Right, right, right. Do you find <sighs> that to be distracting? Well, here's the thing. <clears throat> there is nothing more powerful in this world than doing one of these. This is audio, so you got to describe to people what you're okay. doing. Okay. <laughs> you thrust out the arm to, you know, alleviate the sleeve off of the watch and then checking the watch. 
We'll make a clip of this, I guess. <laughs> Out, look at the watch, especially when somebody's trying to talk to you. <laughs> Nothing more of a power move than that. So I love that. Okay. Um, no, I don't find it distracting because if I get a call, I, I used to have to pull my phone out of my pocket. And if you're wearing a tool belt or, you know, whatever, like it's hard to like, you gotta reach in there and like, look at it. This, I can just do this. But would you do that if you were talking to somebody, you would pull your phone out? I mean, not if it's like, you know, I'm like (laughs) at like somebody's on their deathbed and I'm like, they're saying their last words. Like, hold, hold that one second. (laughs) Oh, Spam. Sorry. Oh, where'd you go? <laughs> nice knowing you. No, not like that. But uh, yeah, if we're just at work, like, you know, yeah. I never know who's going to call. <laughs> it, could be, it could be the president of the United States. Who knows? So I always got to, you know, look at it. This makes it easy. I, I feel like just... that's a really funny game for people to be like, oh, his phone's ringing. Am I more important than the person that's on that phone call? I'm about to find out. Well, here's the thing. You don't know who the person calling is. Right. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's just a, like a roulette game. You never know. <sighs> So, like, if they answer or not, like, if they look. Yeah, and then, if they look and they're like, oh, hang on, I got to take this. It's like, okay, well, whoever that was was more important. If they bank it, then it's like, okay, that might be spam. But at least I know I'm more important than whoever was on that phone call. Well, it's not a matter of who's more important. <laughs> it's it's a matter of what's more important in that moment. Because, <laughs> okay. you know, there could be, like, a trivial conversation with even Sarah, my love. <laughs> but if, you know, it's just something trivial and we're just, like, sitting there and an unknown number who could potentially be the president of the United <laughs> States call. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to answer. It doesn't mean I think she's less important, but uh, just in that moment, you think she's less important just in that moment. It's like, <laughs> in, you know, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, I don't even know where this was going anymore. Jeez. What are, what are we even talking about? Um, so I felt like that having the Apple watch, putting the phone down, uh, was very helpful for me for a short period, but you know, that, that phone, it sucks you back in. It's like, what if I get a really important Instagram message? I better have my phone, <laughs> better have my phone. Yeah. Could be the president of the United States messaging me on DM. It's a delicate balance. So and especially when like a huge part of premier living is like the internet. So it's. It is. It is yeah. a delicate, delicate balance. It's such a delicate balance that does make it like, you know, super hard because there are a lot of things that we have to do on social media that we've made part of our business. But there's also this part of it that's like, you could classify anything on your phone at any point as like a justify a justification to yourself that, yeah, I'm working, you know, like I'm just, I'm just doing field research right now by scrolling for an hour. So that can be like kind of a trap. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that we need to do on there, but it can like lull you into a sense of security. Like I'm not just sitting here wasting my time. I'm, researching yeah. Instagram reels, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. anyway, what else you got on that? Um, I think I'm good on the technology. It's, yeah. it's a huge, I mean, both of us are currently using it right now because our notes are on our phone. So, yeah. you know, we didn't lose topical. Them. Uh, okay. One more thing that, uh, I took away from it was uh-huh. procrastination comes from poor performance. The, the, the things the, that you are the six least P's or whatever proper planning prevents piss per- poor for performance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, it's just that, well, partially that. Yeah, I guess, but you're most likely to procrastinate on the things that you have not been good at in the past, mm-hmm. or you're not good at currently, or you enjoy the least. Like those are the things that you instinctually just want to like, 
pushed to the end of the list. Yes. But by the time you've gotten through like a good amount of tasks, the last thing that you're going to want to do is do the things that like you don't like or you're not good at or you were, you know, bad at the last time. So that can be like a, a just a shift of mentality mm-hmm. of like, okay, these are things that I've performed poorly at in the past or I enjoy the least. Um, but they're things that I can't delegate or I can't delegate them right now. Those are the things, especially that you need to get done first. Mm -hmm. The things that you don't enjoy doing that like really feel like a struggle. Um, you know, cause it can, if you're not prioritizing those tasks, you can just be like, Oh, well, you know, I already know I don't want to do this. So let me just put it at the end of the list. Yeah. But a lot of times those are the things that are very important. Yes. So Um, something to think about there. Yeah. The, the, I think they were talking about that in the section where they were talking about like self reputation and how we, how we view ourselves. And if we view ourselves as a procrastinator, then it's kind of like, well, that's just what I do. I procrastinate. Like, I don't know how to fix that. I'm just, I'm just a procrastinator. But if you start doing those things and that's the first thing you do, then you're training your brain to like have this self reputation of like, I do hard things. I can do, I can do that crappy task. Cause I know it's probably only gonna take 15 minutes anyway. Once it's over, I'm, I'm free as a bird. I'm free as a bird. And I'm on yeah. the other side of this. And those are the kinds of things that help build your self reputation and get you out of that negative self-talk of being like, what's oh. self reputation? Like your reputation that you have of yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, w- like you always say, about yourself. Like, oh, I have ADHD and these things are hard for me or whatever. But like a lot of people look at you and yeah. be like, I don't see that about you, you know? So you have they a don't negative. Know me that well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is your self reputation to yourself. But other people might not see God, that. But that- I'm just using it as a crutch. I never really looked at it that way. That's <laughs> eye opening. It is. But what other people think of you doesn't really matter because they don't influence your actions. It's just yourself. True. It's just True you that. in there working, working through it all. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I do. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that's interesting. That <laughs> actually is interesting because I do feel like I use that a lot. Like, oh, I'm not good at this because, you know, I get distracted too easily. Um, and I think you can attest there is some there's some truth to that. I do, <laughs> I do get distracted fairly easily. I will say. Yes, between, somewhere true. between fairly and extremely easily, I get distracted and I like to jump around different tasks. Um, so I always like talk about that somewhat in like a negative way. But I also look at it as like my superpower. Cause it just like, I feel like it makes me think differently than a lot of people and think at things of things from like a, a unique angle or just see different opportunities. Um, and just not think like everybody else. So I feel mm-hmm. like I'm, I take a lot of pride in what it gives me in one regard, but I also, you know, probably use it as an excuse on other stuff. What do you like to say? Weaponized incompetence. I was just going to say that. Yeah. So, yeah, when there's like a chance that like somebody else could just do it for you and you're like, I would just mess it up. <laughs> Honestly, I would definitely just mess this up. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. Yes. Kind of be um, be aware of how you talk to yourself and how you talk about yourself yeah. because it will become yourself. Yes. Use that as a clip. Will do. Yeah. Thanks for making that easy for me. Yeah, no problem. Um. That's going to be good, too, because any of the clips, like, I got this new Costco flannel <laughs> that looks like a rug that you'd see in Santa Fe mm-hmm. or maybe in Sedona. Mm-hmm. And I also have this vibrant hat. 
This maroon. It's a whole new look for you. It's, oh, it's definitely a vibe. <laughs> I can't wait to wear it to work and Aunt be like, what the hell are you wearing? What are you doing? Definitely is going to say Oh, that. it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> it's partially why I bought it, honestly. <laughs> but uh, it's a whole new me. Yeah. I'm going to stop making excuses. Um. Well, I really like how you flipped that into a positive. And did you remember the portion of this book that was dedicated to toxic po- positivity and how it's like a wonderful thing? No. Yeah. Oh. So he was talking about in the book, um, basically like, just don't complain. No one cares. Yes. He said 80% of people don't care about you complaining and the other 20% are happy that you're complaining about something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, so I he, he had this whole thing about toxic positivity. And, he, and when I was listening to it, I thought it was really funny because he was basically like, never, ever complain. Turn every single thing into a positive. Turn us, you know, find the silver lining in whatever situation you're in. Do not say a single negative thing. Negativity is cancer and blah, blah, blah. Um, and as I was listening to it, I was like, this is horrible advice. Like yeah. sometimes you need to get that stuff out. But in like a business setting, I can see why that would be, you know, yeah, kind of beneficial. But I thought it was really funny because we always, we haven't really been doing it recently, but for a while there, we were on a pretty good toxic positivity kick. Oh, and I was yeah, like, we were, yeah. and then we were like, well, this might actually just be toxic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it turns out according to this book, we were doing a great job. Uh, Yeah. All right, let's go back to it. Toxic positivity. <laughs> um, I think, I think, <laughs> I don't know if I agree with that. Like it's always like the best thing, but I think like a pretty healthy dose of toxic positivity is good. You could take yeah. it to an extreme and I feel like we took it there <laughs> and it was starting to annoy other people like ant. Um, so I feel like there is, you know, somewhat of a balance there, but uh, I forget what other book it was, but this always stuck with me. It was, you can feel bad about yourself, feel sorry for yourself for five minutes. And then you need to put that away and say, what do I do now? Yeah. So I always like that. Cause it gives you that five minutes to be like, Oh, this stinks. Why, why me? And then it's like, all right, pity party over. It happened. It's done. What do I do now? Right. So I always liked that, but, uh, forget about that five minutes of feeling sorry for yourself. Just be <laughs> like, it. this is the best thing that ever happened. I cut my leg off with a circular saw. Amazing. I wanted to lose 20 pounds. Done. Toxic positivity right Beautiful. there. Yeah. Beautiful example of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. unless you have more to say, which I'm sure you do, but we're kind of running up against time. Okay. So why don't you say one way you are going to implement any of this into your life going forward? And don't say making lists at night because you've already said that many times. Ah, that's what I was going to do. <laughs> uh, okay. But like really sticking to it? I can't use that? You've me... already said that. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't stick with it like like hardcore. Uh, I, that's, 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 that's my it. thing. That's my thing. I, that's okay. something right, I'm going right. to double down on. I need to be more consistent with it. Okay. Um, I've been, I've been, I've been doing it, you know, it's been a little hit or miss. I have been doing it the last, you know, maybe six, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And I bought that new planner. I got that new planner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's mostly just like kind of dialing in like a format. Like how do I write out the tasks? How do I highlight which ones are my highest priority? Maybe a highlighter. <laughs> <laughs> just having that with me and getting in the habit of... Sundays kind of planning out the week, you know, just getting like a general game plan of like, okay, this has to be done on this day. And like, you know, 
certain like like going places or seeing a client or a due date for a design or something like that. Like writing those down and seeing them in front of me is great. And then like filling out the next day, like the night before. So I have kind of like the, the general plan and really, 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 really sticking to that. Okay. I'm doubling down on it and I don't care what you say because a toxic positivity can't bring me down. We'll circle back next week and see how it has gone. Great, I bet. All right, so what do you got? <laughs> um, what I'm going to do is something that I've tried in the past before is time blocking, but I feel like time blocking um, at our job site doesn't necessarily work because I can time block myself as much as I want, but I cannot time block other people and things come up at different times for other people, which then affects what I'm doing. Or if like I want to do something in the field and it, you know, right, right, just right. doesn't always line up. But I'm going to try a modified form of time blocking. So I'm going to eat my frog First thing, get my biggest thing out of the tat, like right out the rip, do that thing first. Okay. And then the rest of my tasks say, okay, that's going to take a half an hour. This is going to take two hours, you know, blah, blah, blah. Figure out how many, like break everything into chunks of time, but then those can be flexible, but I have to get them done in the day. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to have to fit into the day at some point. Right. So if something comes up in the field that I want to go do, I can still go do that because in the past I would be like, well, I, you know, now I spent half the day out there in the field and now the rest of my day is like screwed up because I didn't do those things because I didn't right, 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 right. properly. But I'm going to do my eat my frog moment and then time block on a flexible schedule for the rest of the day. And I think that that is going to help moving forward because A, I'm a rigid person and I like a schedule and when it doesn't work out, then I get like really frazzled. Mm-hmm. So this is going to help me be more flexible and just help me get more stuff done. So... Yeah, love that. I think that's my modified schedule. Love that so much. All right. Great. I guess we'll, we'll check back on back that. We'll back next week, I guess. I guess, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I, I feel so prepared for next week. It's 9.30 on Sunday night. Jeez, I'm going to be tired. No, <laughs> I'm going to be great because I'm, I'm so full of zest of life and all that kind of stuff. Yep. But you know what it's time for. The bad sales story of the week. Yeah. And you have one this week, I believe, correct? I do. And I think you're going to like this one. Okay. Uh, I've, you said that about last week's. Did you like it? I did like it, but it was about like a lady dying. So then I was like, well, why did you say I was going to like it? <laughs> well, I think before I told it, I said, you're going to like this. And I was like, well, maybe not totally, but you know, you'll, <laughs> you'll see the, okay. Yeah. No one dies in this story. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Um, okay. So. Uh, this was sent in from Dave Sanderson, uh, and I, this one I really like because uh, all right, he goes to an appointment. He's got an appointment set up. Okay, goes to the house, pulls into the driveway because mm-hmm. he thinks the person's home. And I do this all the time. You know, if I meet with somebody, I'm like, you know, I'm meeting with them. They're already here. I can block them in. Mm-hmm. I'll be leaving before they do. Hopefully, otherwise it would be weird. Yeah. Anyway, he pulls in the driveway, standing there. You know, knocks on the door. Nobody answers. Sees the car pull up. Um, parks in the street and it's the homeowner. They were like a couple minutes late and he's like, Hey, do you want me to, do you want me to move my car? Sorry. I thought, you know, you were here. He's like, no, 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 it's not a problem at all. And, uh, so the guy gets out of his car, leaves it in the street, walks over and like, they're just like kind of doing introductions for like the first, you know, couple seconds or whatever. Boom. Car comes down the road and hits this guy's car. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Hit and run. And the guy is like freaking out. He's like, what the? You know, and like kind of starts like running after it to like, you know, see where they're going and then sees that it's gone and it's just standing there like, 
what the hell? And, you know, contractors standing there like, uh, now I feel really awkward yeah. and uncomfortable because <laughs> I parked in your driveway and your car just got hit. And um, basically it was like, after feeling very uncomfortable for a while and the guy's like all frazzled, like, what do I do now? Uh, he was like, all right, well, I guess, you know, I'm going to have to reschedule this or whatever. <laughs> Never heard from the guy again. Oh God. Oh so, no. Uh, I'm sure he had insurance, so it probably ended up being fine. But yeah, it'd just probably be so awkward to be like, hey, sorry, I, I'm sorry. I parked in your driveway. You have to park in the street. And then the car gets hit. So Yeah, that's awkward. What would you do? I feel like I, 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 feel like I have an, uh, enough professionalism within me to not like laugh and like, like laugh at the irony <laughs> of that. But like you'd have to be like, a little bit like, oh my God, what are the chances? <laughs> like, when it goes like that, I feel like a lot of times, like, no one's hurt. Yeah. You got to be like, chuckle a little bit like, wow, this is awkward <laughs> and uncomfortable. What are the chances? But uh, anyway, never heard oh, back from the guy. So, uh, no. We'll avoid that awkwardness with yeah. a video walkthrough from Groundwork. And if you'd like to try Groundwork, for the first two months, you get 50% off with the car, with the code hardworking happy hour 50. We, all right, cool. Um, so <clears throat> that is it for our episode. Do you have any closing thoughts? Uh, I think you do. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, I want to, I want to think of something profound here because, yeah. uh, I felt like this was just, you know, lasered at me from the universe. Like you need this right now. Procrastination. It's, you know, it's something that we all do to varying, varying degrees. And it's just, it'll, it'll take you down. It'll take you down. It'll take you out. And it, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to, because you can have these crutches in your life. You can say, Oh, well, I'm just not good at that. I have ADHD. I'm, I've never been good at that. That is you just being weak and you need to flip the script on that toxic positivity and say, you know what? I can do anything I set my mind to. I can fly as high as the clouds above the birds. Or with the birds. Or with the birds. Oh, go birds. Oh, go birds. (laughs) Is that a go birds reference? Uh, Not really. It was just kind of like, all right, I guess I'm done. (laughs) All right. Well, Oh, thanks. So, <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that. That was Beautiful. profound. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, hit us up with some more bad sales stories. Hit us up with some, uh, maybe even some procrastination stories. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Just hit us up with something. Just talk to us. Just talk to us, please. We're so lonely. Uh, at hardworking happy hour on the socials. And yep. we haven't said it in a while. Make sure you hit follow on your podcast app. Uh, yes. It and helps out a, a lot. And leave a review. That also helps a lot. Yeah. So till next time, this has been the hardworking happy hour. See you next week.